0: Welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show because I'm joined by one of my dead rabbits, (laughs) talking gangs in New York with the number one Scorsese fan, Mr. Mike Pomero. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mike. Hey, Patrick. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. I'm going to turn you down a little bit because we're... We're I'm having all okay. kinds of sound problems. Those of you who've been listening the last few weeks, we just need to get a new mixer, and I haven't yet, but I'm going to. I promise. Um, I believe you. You're good. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. How's your How's summer movie sir? season going? Oh, it's going. You mean like going to the theater summer? Nah, movie? Just oh, okay. in general. Yeah, then just in general, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Are you excited for June's Splettation? I am excited for June It Starts tomorrow. Okay. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, which I know all of you do. <laughs> Um, i do yeah if you are unfamiliar with exploitation, if you're like there's a podcast on gangs of new york i want to listen to this and you've never heard an episode of f this movie in june we do a thing called exploitation. go to f this click on the exploitation tab at the top of the page and uh learn all about it it is our month-long celebration of exploitation and genre films and that reminds me that I need to uh, like put the primer together because that's supposed mm-hmm, to run tomorrow mm-hmm. too. <laughs> do you have stuff pulled out, pulled aside, set aside? Not really. So I'm I'm not. I normally do that, um, but I think this year I'm going. I'm going to try to be more spontaneous. Okay. Because I tend to. I think my problem is I go too far out, and then too so what far been, out in terms of like the month. Like yes. I know what I'm watching June twentieth. Yep. Because what I want to watch today for June twentieth. Yeah. When it comes to June twentieth. Then I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore, and I get real defiant. Like, like you now, can't tell me what to do, me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now I'm <laughs> aggravated, so I'm gonna try to be more spontaneous. Okay. So I don't, what are you going to watch? Which is totally gonna blow up in my face. What are you gonna watch for Fulci Day? I don't know. Really see, I just said I got. I know. Be, I, uh, but I didn't know if you still had any like unseen Fulcis that you are gonna try to squeeze in. Oh, I should. Well, I just I watched. Devil's Honey, so oh, I should have saved that. You really should have. What do you think of Devil's Honey? I liked Devil's Honey. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it is it's wild. I was like, am I not supposed to like this? No, it's, it's like, it's... it's I get that like the saxophone and like there's all this crazy shit in there, yeah. but on top of that, it's legitimately good. hmm yeah. yeah. That movie's awesome. Yep. Um, have you seen anything else good lately? Uh, I have. Alright. I've uh, let's see. I've embarked on a couple b- projects for want of a much better word. I love and this. I, I don't love projects. They're not. That makes it sound like homework. Uh, they're not. Yes. But so a couple things I've decided to do. One is because anyone who's listening to me on this podcast knows I'm basic AF and I love, I love Alfred Hitchcock and I was, it dawned Hot on take, me take bro. bro dude don't have me on if you don't want <laughs> some controversy um, stay out of the kitchen you don't want to get burned <laughs> bitch. um but it dawned it dawned on me that like there's still he has over 50 features and i'm like there are so many i, I bet never... i've seen half right right that's where i think I'm and that might at. be generous so i decided i made a list okay um checked it twice checked it twice even though i could just go on imdb i literally like typed out a list <laughs> um because i'm a nerd like like that. on your notes app on your phone no 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 like like on, on, a, a, on an old school on a, processor like, at work should be doing actual work <laughs> and i'm like what year did did uh, 39 nine steps more... come out yeah exactly hmm, um the trouble with harry <laughs> so yeah so I have embarked on this interesting journey where I'm going to try to watch. I'd love to, by the end of the year to have watched all the features. Okay. We'll Are you going we'll in order? See. So normally I would, because I'm a crazy person. I am not going in order. I, I think, think it would be a mistake to uh, go in order. Right. Yeah. That, that was my fear, but yeah. I'm still trying to stick right now with a lot of pre Hollywood okay. stuff. Okay. Cause I'm like most familiar with the 1940 right. the Hollywood got on. Got it. Um, You wanted to say era. Era. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I've started. So I just started that. But I got, um, you know, some of the heavy hitters like the man who knew too much and 39 Steps and Lady Vanishes and uh, watched his first feature. um, Oh, God. Paradise Garden, I think. It's fine. You literally could have said um, anything. Would right. have been like that was his first feature, <laughs> sure. and then a lot of these are like are on Criterion and uh, HBO. No, excuse me, Max. Just it's some. just Max. It's, it's just, a just place Max. to watch HBO. Right. So it's been ESPN. a lot of fun a, as a, <laughs> as it always is when you like watch uh, a the the lot of the director's yeah. filmography. Yeah, 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 it's super fun. to like see you, you know, the lodger is his. Third feature. Okay. His second is Lost to the World, which just bums me out. Should we just remake it? Um, yeah, you want to do that right now? Let's do it. Okay. So okay. We, all right. Um, so yeah, like the lodger's his third feature, and that's the one that he considers like the first true Hitchcock movie. And it, abs- I mean, I like that's one of those I saw in film school and hadn't seen since, and it's a ton of fun because it opens with a woman screaming as she's being murdered, and the POV, the camera's POV is of you're the murderer um, you're know, like it's, this guy figured it out yeah quickly. right like, well, <laughs> um so that has been... is that silent yes that's what i yeah, thought that one's silent. i've had i've never seen it but i've had students write papers on it oh yeah when it's... we do the silent film paper it's very good nice. um so that has been a lot of fun i've the only yeah so i've been pre-hollywood right now okay i did watch vertigo the other day Understandable. um which is a movie that that has this weird hold on me. Like, if you ask me my top three Hitchcock, okay. I don't know that I would put Vertigo in there, but I've seen Vertigo. Paradise City. It's Par- <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, Paradise City, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> uh, Patience, which was an early silent feature. <laughs> sure, yeah. Feature. Um, I remember it. My favorite, <laughs> Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: Um, that was his later yeah. 70s. Yeah. yeah, Bruce
0: Dern is in that <laughs> one, I think. <laughs> Um so Oh yeah, no, Vertigo's like this weird it's it with possible exception of maybe Psycho. I've probably seen Vertigo more than or as much as any of his other films. Yeah. Um it's just got this weird I just love having it I read so okay, this is what I like to do with Vertigo. I like watching it and then when I'm done, either watch a video or read stuff from people who are way smarter than I am. <laughs> Explain to me like why Vertigo Work so well, okay, and it's so interesting, and like yeah. one one of these somebodys describes described it as being more um but more more of a poem than interesting, yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe that's like i yeah i i don't I, I don't know, I don't know what like this weird hole it has over me, but I love it's. Probably my favorite of his of oh, the ones that I've seen. Again, I've seen probably less than half, but of the ones that I feel like I've seen most of the 1940 on. Okay, yeah. Um, with a few exceptions, but I think that's my favorite of all the ones it's, I've seen. It's great. But I what don't, would your top three be then if Vertigo's know, not in neither. there? Like as those words came out of my mouth, I was like, "Fuck, he's gonna ask." Of course, maybe Vertigo, maybe Vertigo is in there. I always speak too soon. It um, would be Psycho. Psycho, Rear Window. Hmm. Um, no, 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 no. Rear Window is fine if you're into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, maybe I did speak too soon. Maybe it is Vertigo. I really like Rope. <laughs> I've only seen um, Rope once. I don't know that that's my top three, but it's, yeah, it's cool. But it's. it's uh, hmm. I know I've told this story before, but when I first got. When all the Hitchcock movies like came out to, on DVD, you know, I got most of them and I remember watching, um, the, <laughs> I'm totally blanking on the name of it now. <laughs> North by Northwest. Is it dial for murder? Is that the one that was in 3d? So dial for murder. Yes. Okay. Yeah, cause I, yes. I, cause I, 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 I could not in love with, with the title. Yeah. With this story. Yeah, I watched it and I was like, that was fine, whatever, you know, like Hitchcock, he made a movie with three people and it was not in three D and it was supposed to be in three D and whatever and, and it's it was clearly done better as a perfect murder. Uh I'm not serious about that, anyone listening for the first time who wants to hear a show about gangs in New York. Um and then I watched like a featurette that just was like Peter Bogdanovich and a couple other people talking about why Dial M for Murder is such a good movie, and I was like, "Holy shit, I missed yeah. all of this!" Well, that's one of the that's one of the things. Oh, by the way, maybe Strangers on a Train. Oh, okay. Just a, but that's one of the things why I, like I love about his movies is you can um, watch them very surface level like mm-hmm. Dial M for Murder and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that was really you know that was terrific." Yeah. Night at the Movies. Right. and then right, right. if you want to dive deeper, right. Um, it's just fascinating on a whole other level yeah. I just watched this interview with Scorsese Who said he saw First time he saw Dalton for Murder It was not in 3D And he thought it was a very good Hitchcock movie I had right. a lot of fun He said in 1980 It was re-released in theaters in 3D And he said it went from being like a really good Hitchcock movie To being oh is this one of his masterpieces Oh He's like, interesting Yeah he said the way he used 3D Well how do we see it in so 3D bad. I don't know I don't know. Bummer. Um, but that has been a lot of fun. And okay. Then my other project, project yeah. and I, you and I have talked about this off air. Um, I, I started showing my girls the Scream movies. Right. Um, again, we've talked about this on the podcast before. My oldest daughter, Evie, does not like scary movies. My youngest daughter, Mia, is obsessed with scary movies. But Evie is really, I think she wants to be like, Part of yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whatever it is that yeah. we have going on, so she wants to. She just wants your love. She basically. does. She does. Yeah. And there's only one way to get it. <laughs> she knows that. Um. So we. So yeah. She wanted to watch Scream, and I was like, Well, that that actually might be. I could see her liking that, and she did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have now watched all six. Okay. And it was a lot of fun. I think the conclusion I came to for myself is, it's not my franchise. I like the Scream movies. Really love the first one. Yeah. Like the second one. Yeah. Three and four could do without. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Five was kind of a shoulder shrug for me. Okay. I liked six. Six won me back a little. Okay. Bit. Nice. Um. But it's fine. But but so much fun watching it with them. I know you you had a conversation with Mia. Who yes. I had had more, had more thoughts on the screen movies she than I realized. Some problems with five. She, <laughs> she did. There's some things was, in five that she does not like, which I was unaware of. <laughs> Until she cornered you. You're just nice. I just said, her. what was the last movie you watched? she, she said, Scream 5. I said, what'd you think? And she started with, listen. <laughs> She's you. 11, everybody. Um, And then Evie. Eh, Evie. <laughs> Guys, I'm the Peter Brady of this podcast. Um, Evie, yeah, survived all six. Nice. What was her favorite? Her favorite is the first one, of course. You're not gonna like this. The one that really scared her and messed her up, yeah, was three. Why? It was for whatever reason. It was, it was when uh, Sydney is dreaming about her mom, like coming yeah, to the yeah, window. Yeah. I was actually gonna guess that. Yes, that that just sent her over the edge. So everything after that. Like the Jay and Silent Bob cameo. <laughs> what are they doing in this movie? Right. Which was funny because the girl turned to me and said, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's wild then. Wow. You don't know who that is. Um, it's almost like that cameo doesn't work. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was not a good parent because she, yeah, we, she was like, so after that moment, every jump scare, everything after that, like just worked on her tenfold because she was already set off. But we finished the movie. She proceeds to tell me how scared it just how scary it was. Okay. And instead of being a comforting father, I was yeah. just like this one? Like, <laughs> the third Good for you. Either? Good for you. You know Aaron Kruger wrote this shit, right? You're aware of that? He wrote Reindeer Games. That Aaron Kruger. Yep. That was the one that He's the one that scared you. <laughs> that and the sixth one scared her. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, I guess you can't really say. It's pretty new, so right. I don't want to spoil anything. So I, but... I don't know if there was anything in particular. It's okay. uh, probably the goriest, wouldn't you say? Yeah, probably. Um, not that that scared her, but she did mention that. But yeah, she if you asked her right now, she would say the third one and the sixth one were the scariest. Okay, her. interesting. And, uh, yeah. What did Mia think of six, uh, having she been liked somewhat it. lukewarm on five? She liked it. It had some critiques about <laughs> the... Lank i again, of I, authentic I <laughs> New York locations. <laughs> um, <laughs> me too, Mia. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Yeah, obviously, I won't give anything away. But but you can probably guess in a screen movie there is a big reveal mm-hmm, as it normally mm-hmm. is. Uh, she had some critiques about the reveal that I'm understandably sure she is she is upstairs right now. I'm sure she will tell you about it when, <laughs> before we leave. It's literally um, worked one time. Uh, yeah, right. The first movie <laughs> right. was like the only time it really. Right worked and right. then every other time it's just been like all right i guess it had to be someone <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know <laughs> uh but so, uh, yeah is but that... it was a, it was it was a success and they um are excited because flashback has some screen people this year does. that's weekend. right um jamie kennedy rose mcgowan skeet ulrich yep. is that it that is it. And, yeah. and one of the stuntmen who put, forgive me. Correct. Remember, who played, Ghostface. played yeah, Ghostface. Yeah. yeah. They just he, added Alex scenes. Vincent today. Yes. I saw that. Um, yeah. So they're excited about that to the point where uh, there, there is an opportunity for them to go on a trip that weekend. And Mia has said, I'm not missing Flashback." I'm <laughs> Good like, for her. what have I done? No, you <laughs> did the right thing. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But is she going to go to the Terrifier 2 panel? No, I don't think so. I haven't shown her. <laughs> you haven't, haven't shown, shown her, shown terrifier, her too? terrifier two. Joke, you showed yeah. her Terrifier one though. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, I've not shown her the Terrifier movies just yet. She no, wa- she wants she so. wants to see them for real. Yeah, because well, it's on a radio. She wants to see everything. Sure, yeah, we just had this conversation today that like yeah. I want to take her to the music box of horrors. Oh yeah. But I know her. I love her, but she will not. The second if we stay, I don't know, let's say four movies. The second I say it's time to go, she will say, "But there's seven more movies." Like, so we just had this conversation today. I was like, if, "If we if we go to this thing, like we can't, we're not staying 24 hours." And she's like, "But if they're playing movies for 24 hours, I'm like, I understand. I can't. I physically, I've never been able to do it. I'm not taking you. I'm like, and they're going to show stuff that I'm not. Yeah. You you just you can't. They've only announced three so far. Yes. And. And I texted Adam Risky. Uh, right? So did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I'm so excited. One of them is Casper. Yes, all of you perfect. listening at home who wanted to hear a show about gangs in New York. Um, <laughs> I probably won't go. But I and I don't want to say that I might be Mia's dad <laughs> because You're I've like, never been that familiar with your wife. But uh, God, hearing her talk, I'm so proud of her. It's a, I, I am, too. <laughs> But it's uh yeah i i no shade to the music box, but I don't lo- traditionally love their lineups ever since they parted ways with the other festival yep, yep. uh whoever programs these twenty four hour festivals i I don't necessarily love mm-hmm. what they show and i also- i just physically have never been able to like no. sit in those seats as no. much as i want to I we, just, did, I we did we did uh it. matinee and the tingler. Yeah, like two years ago. Yeah, and by halfway through the Tingler, I was like, I think I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get up and walk around. Are you, by the way, going to? Uh, I was gonna text you house on haunted hill. I don't think so. Okay, even though I'm kind of interested. Yeah, but okay, probably not. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Hitchcock and Scream. Yeah, yeah, those are the big ones. Okay. Um. I only have like two to talk about because I watched a lot of Fast and Furious movies for last week. Hey, yes. And then Erica and I have been watching all these bad documentaries, like not on purpose. They sound really interesting and they have interesting subject matter. And then you watch them and you're like, oh, just because it's a documentary doesn't make it good. <laughs> There's I've been fooled by that. That's bad awesome. filmmaking on display. And I don't want to name what they are because that's kind of mean, but they're all new on various streaming services. So you okay. can probably figure out what some of them are. Um... But I saw The Wrath of Becky. Okay. Yeah. Did you see Becky? I did not see Becky. Okay. Becky's worth seeing. Becky is Lulu Wilson as like a teenage girl who has to fight some like neo-Nazis led by Kevin James of all people. Uh, But it's fun and like, you know, it's fun to see Nazis get killed in gory ways and Lulu Wilson is good. I was a Becky fan. I'm a little bit less a fan of Wrath of Becky, which is out, I think, in limited release right now. Um, I was surprised; like the theaters by us are playing Wrath of Becky. Yeah, I saw that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, it starts with like a like a voiceover and a freeze frame, and like a "Yep, that's me." I bet you're wondering how is she? Like, and I was like, we're still doing this shit in 2023. Uh, this time it's like um... as I tear up page one of my script, I have one of them. Damn. your script for the lost Hitchcock film. yes, that's what he always intended. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart to be oh, like, oh, oh. yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, oh how did uh, oh. Treat, How did uh, Wait, come on, I can do better. Training. No, it's it's there. Come on. How <laughs> whoa, how how did I get here? <laughs> terrible, terrible. Oh, it was so worth it. Are you kidding me? I I I, I know you're wondering record scratch <laughs> sorry Victrola scratch um, <laughs> so uh, Sean William Scott is the main bad guy and this time they're kind of like um, they're almost like January 6th insurrectionist types instead of neo-Nazis but <laughs> tomato tomato uh, right, right. <laughs> it's violent again but in a slightly less satisfying way maybe because we've seen it before yeah right um, but it's okay. okay. If you were a fan of the first one, it's like, it's watchable, but I can't really recommend it. Okay. Um, speaking of movies, I can't really recommend, I feel bad saying this, but I waited all month with my often unused screen box subscription. Although I've used it like two or three times this month, uh, to watch the barn part two. Oh, okay. Did you see the barn? Yeah. What'd you think of the barn? I remember liking it? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's like, here's the thing. I am burned out on like, let's make this indie horror movie a throwback. Let's make it look old. Let's put, it's that grindhouse thing with like, let's put scratches right. on it. Let's right. use an eighties synth score and uh, let's make it a little bit cheap on purpose. and And also by design, because these are very low budget movies. Uh, But I thought The Barn, like, had some ideas. It had three cool monsters. Um, Again, I was less enamored with The Barn Part 2. They introduced a couple more monsters. There's a much higher body count. It's pretty much wall-to-wall gore and effects. Some of it better than others. Uh, Again, we're talking about a very low-budget movie. But in terms of, like, the screenplay, the story, the direction, those kinds of things i found to be a little lacking i just was like and part of this is because i just watched oh shit um the the first saturday in october the second saturday in october do you know what i'm talking about no motherfucker dark sky just put out these two movies um i'm scrolling through my letterbox trying to find The title, The Third Saturday in October. I knew knew it was somewhere (laughs) in there. So they put out a pair of movies. One is called The Third Saturday in October, and it's like this throwback slasher movie that's meant to be, like, from the early 80s. And then they put out one called The Third Saturday in October Part 5. Get it? Mm -hmm. They skipped over a couple of them. (laughs) Shit, I got to tear up the title page. (laughs) (laughs) Script. Damn it. It's fine. I it was I'd, called You Could Be Mine, Part 5. <laughs> um, I really kind of disliked the third Saturday in October, so I didn't pull the trigger on renting uh-huh. Part 5. There were reasons to for me to see Part 5 that I was like kind of interested in. Kansas Bowling is in it, and I was like, oh, okay, I like Kansas Bowling. Uh, but... I just, I was like, I'm so sick of this trend in indie horror, and The Barn Part 2 really leans into this trend, and I just don't love it. Yep. So I understand. Yeah. Here, write this down. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. This, <laughs> this is why I'm here. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look him up. He's got some bangers. Yeah? I know you've had a not rough Not Vertigo, week. though. No, no, no. 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 Not Vertigo. <laughs> Does he have movies based on any other U2 songs? <laughs> Because so I've been okay. listening to a lot of YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And this is now like the second podcast this month with a U2 song at the oh, end. Yeah. Don't think I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not why I picked it, because we've been talking about doing Gangs of New York for a long time. We have. Yes. So it's not simply because it's a U2 song. But uh, let's get into Gangs of New oh, York. Okay. Martin Scorsese is your favorite director. I fair feel like that's fair to say. If, fair not, to uh, Alfred Hitchcock. No, he, he keep, right. Making fast approaching. Yeah, <laughs> but no, Martin Scorsese <laughs> and Aaron is Kruger. Director. Once in he Air- directs, obviously, <laughs> would be your daughter's yeah. favorite. Yeah. For um, sure. So Scorsese's favorite director, Gangs of New York. Let's talk Gangs of New York, two thousand two, and Gangs of New York now. Like, what's your reaction in two K two? And how do you feel about it now? I was very... Ner- like, legit nervous about this podcast for a couple of reasons. Interesting. One, because I feel... um, Because Scorsese is my favorite sure. director. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all kidding aside, like, I feel this... I never agreed to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like this... You know, just this, this underlying pressure. Like, I want to do right by him and by this movie. And this is such a weird movie, though, because... I in two thousand two I feel I I like Kings of New York quite a bit. I find it very watchable. Um for a two hour plus it's like two forty five, yeah, maybe. But I I never for me personally I never feel I never really feel that runtime. Um I think it's very good. I don't think it's great and I think I I like I legit hope this podcast can sort of Help me maybe articulate or figure out why, like what, what holds me back from, from, from saying for, for, like, why don't I think it's, it's a great movie? Well, I mean, long story short, cause it's not. Well, all right. <laughs> but uh, if you've ever listened to this podcast, and I don't know if you but, have, but it will not help you. Uh, figure out why that is (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of stupid jokes right well i'm okay yep i maybe i needed to word that differently i yes i'm aware it's it's not great but but i feel like it if another it's one of those movies that maybe if you or i directed it and put it out it would be heralded much more Sure. When yep. compared to his, the rest of his filmography. And is that fair? I don't know. But, um, I, th- I think it's very good and it's very enjoyable and I like it as much today as I did then, which okay. is to say, I like it. Is this, I, I feel like this was the Oscars that we were texting each other because is this is the one that million dollar baby beat out. Mm, yeah, I think it is. Right. Yeah. Cause we were like, yep. this could be Scorsese's year. Right. And then million dollar baby. Right. Put up. Pulled it fucking, out right. Yep. Just put up. <laughs> I'm trying pull, to remember. Pulled like, the plug on. Yeah, Oscar like, hopes. Should... <laughs> I was like trying to go through my head, like, wait a minute, like, I gotta remember how exactly how she died before I make that joke. Thank you for. Oh, she it. was euthanized. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a real happy movie. It Was advertised as like a sports movie. It ends up being this fucking heartbreaking tragedy. Yep. Super good though. It is. Um. Okay. I won't say this is a hot take, but I have a question. And you may vehemently disagree with me. Cuz I also like Gangs of New York. I find it very watchable as you said. It's one of these movies that like I think Scorsese has many better movies, but this is one that I could watch at any time. Yep. Having said that, so I don't want to I don't want what I'm about to say to color my views on the movie which are positive i like this movie um is it possible that this is scorsese's worst movie oh boy right i mean my my instinct is to say no okay but i don't but what would that what would be worse i genuinely think he's not made a bad movie Um, Which is why I asked this, because I do not think Gangs of New York is a bad movie. And as you said, in another director's filmography, it's like top five. But because he's so consistent and so good all of the time, and having said this, I have not seen Silence, and I have not seen Kundun. That might and i haven't seen the did, lodger did you <laughs> did you see last temptation of christ i did oh, i've okay. seen it a couple times oh oh okay yeah. i thought that was one you had not uh, a couple years ago it was okay. definitely but i've seen it a few times since then i really like it yeah it's terrific silence know. is awesome yeah i think that's super underrated okay um i need to see it i just i know it's like a tough watch and so it's hard for me to yeah pull know. the trigger on it Unlike Million Dollar Baby, which right. I kind of watch on the regular, yeah. <laughs> I just fucking hate Hillary Swank. Just kidding, I really like Hillary Swank. Everyone, so. in case this is your first time listening, because you saw that there was a show about gangs of New York. I just love the idea that there's people who are just scouring. Right, there has the to be. Apps, and I feel bad that this is the one that they found. Oh well, sorry. No, listen, I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that we're talking. <laughs> yeah, then about I can go this down movie. with the with you. <laughs> Uh, Who else would I want to talk about this movie with? Okay, thank you. Um, um, yeah, I cannot answer that question. Okay. Maybe you're. God, maybe you're right. I don't know. Again, I don't know, but you do. That you... doesn't make it a bad movie. Right. So let, let's understand the distinction. And everybody listening is freaking out because they're like, no, I have a Scorsese movie I like less. And that's very possible. For sure. I can't think of one that I think is a bigger mess than this one. Okay. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one Okay, either. I'm going to pull up his filmography. Here, I printed it out. Okay, good. You typed <laughs> I it out. typed it up. That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... No, it's pretty... Boring. I remember this being like a weird period for him because he does this and the aviator back-to-back, and I remember at the time feeling like... Ah, Scorsese's making these kind of bloated, messy movies, and maybe he's lost his fastball a little bit. And then, um, Watch McCall comes out and uh, the Departed, the Departed, and it's like, oh, he's back, he's yeah. back. Uh, and I revisited The Aviator a couple of years ago, and it's super good, so good, yeah. And Gangs in New York isn't bad. Part of the issue is that it's two movies, and I think both movies are good and interesting. But I don't think they come together well. So what are the two movies? I think the first half is this movie about Leonardo DiCaprio coming up as an apprentice to a guy that he hates and is planning revenge. And then at about the halfway mark, he gets found out. And structurally, that's such a weird choice that I'm still trying to come to terms with. And then the second half is a movie that's like about how New York was built yes. by these gangs these it, it was built in the streets it was built through bribery and deals and violence and that's the movie i'm a little more interested in because i haven't seen that movie and yes. i feel like that's the movie that drew scorsese to this material in the first place uh, yeah i think you're 100 percent right and i think that's like the lasting thing with me is is that part of the story that like that this Crazy history. I knew. Uh, admittedly, I knew nothing about before. No, me either. Gangs in New York, right? And, that, and that's crazy to me because it's, um, you know that there was a time that there were these. You one the draft riots, which are is the backdrop of right. the movie. But even right. these like weird civil wars in the streets while yeah. the actual civil war was going on. It's it's a crazy story, fascinating story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess it is two different movies. They don't quite come together as well as I would like them to, because I don't think either half informs the other enough for them to feel like one consistent story. See, this is what I was getting at. This is where like, I have a hard time just sort of again, articulating maybe how I feel or what, what, what I see or not realizing I'm seeing. Um, so yeah, this is very helpful that you mentioned that cause I think you, you are onto something. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember my, I remember seeing this with my mom and dad and it having like, it, again, just to go back to like the historical part, like my dad going on and on about how like that was the, you just couldn't believe that there's this, this, this part of American history that seems to have been forgotten or not talked about a lot yeah um yeah it's just super interesting i saw it opening day with erica and her mom and her grandma and we only saw probably three movies with her grandma um and i still remember the opening and i was like super sucked in and they kick open the doors to that snowy sort of barren almost courtyard kind of a thing and i was like this is the best movie yeah. of the year. Music cuts out at that so. Great. And then moments later, it turns into this like stroby I fight never, scene I was hoping with shitty score. Eventually. And I was immediately like, this is not the best movie of the year. I was hoping with time <laughs> that I'd get, that I'd be like, no, I get the strobe stuff. No, I don't. The style is inconsistent in the movie. It, it is. Every once in a while he directs, like when we get to the last brawl, it's like, it's like he woke up and he's got that, 80s cocaine energy again yeah (laughs) but like so much of the movie and i'm not saying he was on cocaine in the 80s or uh, he was but uh or or when he made (laughs) gangs of new york but it's like there's certain things you want out of a scorsese movie right and this movie kind of has it in fits and starts and so even when he comes up with a great shot that you want to hold on a little bit longer whether it's that split diopter of dicaprio Mm -hmm. listening in or when he's Kind of strapped to the table, and Bill the Butcher throws the hatchet up in the air, and the cameras up hanging above, and it it's over like that, and you're like, I didn't even get to appreciate that amazing shot because right. you cut away from it. Right. It's it's like he's he's having this tug of war with himself, where you know it's a period film, so maybe he wants to, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be in his head. Like, does he, does he want to pull back on some of that stuff to? You know what I mean? Like, which I get, but right. then when it shows up, yeah. it's like, ah, which filmmaker is right. working the scenes here. Did Erica's grandmother like it? I think Did so. Her? I think so. Um I've pulled up his IMDB. For me right now, I, I also have not seen Age of Innocence. Which oh, I've owned for years. Patrick. On Criterion. So good. Yeah. It's just it's no, a hard I, it's a hard I, sell I for I me. Get <laughs> I get it. I get it. But But having not seen these three, okay. Um, right now it's a three-way tie. So talk me out of it. Uh for what could be his worst movie. Gangs of New York. I don't like this game. Shutter Island. Mm. Hugo. I don't think any of those are bad movies and I would probably watch Gangs of New York before the other two, which leads me to believe it is not his worst movie at least for me. Okay. I've seen Shutter Island and Hugo exactly once apiece. H- Hugo, uh, it might mm, 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 mm. Um, I think sh- Hugo is very good. I, I I I don't think I think Hugo might be better. Okay. Shutter you going to get the Aero 4K of Hugo. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. yeah he's it's says he's one of those guys that you have to upgrade. He, he is. Okay, got it. Who are the others? I tell you I've had I had this conversation with with christy no like because we got a 4k nice um so she's like you're not gonna like rebuy everything like, i no, have this conversation with gonna, erica too like, i'm not gonna rebuy what, what am i i'm not gonna rebuy but it was like just like they're like some directors <laughs> that have you know uh, for me it's really just toby hooper and i think i'm done oh good for you unless they suddenly put out night terrors in 4k <laughs> or invaders right. from mars in 4k i guess right. the ones that are out in 4k i have and tarantino right so for me it's tarantino and it's scorsese okay and um carpenter oh sure uh yeah probably a what screen factory just announced today that i wanted they've announced like five things in the last two days oh little (laughs) nicky i felt vindicated that they're putting out little that's great (laughs) um not in 4k I'm not even making a joke. Alfred Hitchcock. I like. upgraded. It's sure. they upgraded some of those. How many um, of those are in 4k? I don't even know. So I think there's eight or nine. Now. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, cause it's like vertigo birds, psycho rear window trouble with Harry shadow of a doubt. Marnie. Okay. So that whole like universal. Yeah. Room. Right. 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 Got it. Yeah. Got that would have been easier to say. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, Shutter Island, I feel like, is is an exercise in style, like it's, yeah, it's... which Cape Fear is too. But right. like, I would, I think Cape Fear works with its in uh, in its intentions mm-hmm. more effectively yeah. than Gangs of New York does. Yep, Gangs of New York, I think, gets away from Scorsese a little sure. bit, okay. which is amazing to consider because. If he can't make it work out, who can? I know. I think it's wild that this was a movie he wanted to make since the 70s. Yeah. Um, he has a few of those. He's had a few of those. <laughs> of like, he's held on to stuff for a long time. Good for him. Yeah, was, he's, hell yeah. He's knocking them out. He sure is. Um, cast, do you like? Well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love this cast on paper. Right, right. That's a great way to put it. Um, this is his first collaboration with DiCaprio. It is. I think DiCaprio is a great actor. Same. Really like him. Same. Didn't always. Like Same. Titanic. I was like, he's fine. He serves the material. I I had no problem with him in Titanic. Can I tell you a quick DiCaprio story? You can always tell me a quick I was DiCaprio story. Dating this girl who in high school, this is she, it really wasn't that much of an age difference. I was just out of high school, she was in high school. Okay, so ah, calm down, everybody. Yeah, it's a little um, creepy, <laughs> it's a little creepy, but it, but it would, totally. Wood, Wooder, Wooderson, <laughs> yeah. is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was you, yeah, totally me. <laughs> uh, for a second, thought about doing Jimmy Stewart, just saying those, <laughs> saying that line, but I'm not going to do it, I'm going to spare everybody, but I, I. I have such a fond memory, and this is not going to be funny. in Translations. So why am I saying this? But picking her up from school, yeah, like you do with your girlfriend. <laughs> with my girlfriend, <laughs> and she was in full on. Oh shit! It's three o'clock. I got to go pick up my girlfriend <laughs> because she. So she went to, um, a, a, uh, high school in Arlington Heights. Uh huh. Picked her up. She was freaking out. She said, "We have to go to Woodfield because Leonardo DiCaprio is there. Whoa, signing or something." Okay. And Adam Thoss is with me. We're like, N- no, he's not. And she's like, yeah, I'm telling you, he is. We're like, we, he is not at Woodfield. I, I don't know. I could just promise you he's not. And then years later, and I really don't think he was. Years later, my wife, who is not this girl, that I picked up high school, said, I remember hearing that Leonardo DiCaprio was at Woodfield. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, what? I feel like I, I got to call my... This was before social media, because we're very old, and so, um... Maybe he was. I'm Googling Leonardo DiCaprio Woodfield Mall. (laughs) You're going to get my ex-girlfriend's blog? Uh, no. There's there's no hits. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, if this was like, you know, in the days of social media, obviously, there'd be pictures of him outside Johnny Rockets or something, but, uh... (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> a Moondogs comic. <laughs> that was not at Woodfield. No, it wasn't. It was Randhurst. Come on, man. Come on. Get your fucking malls right. Um, Let Adam Risky down. So <laughs> I like yes, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio a lot, and he's become somebody who's like so dependable, and his collaborations with Tarantino are so great, and uh, he's the reason The Revenant works as well as it does, and you know he's he's become... I think a very fine, accomplished actor. I think at this point in his career, Gangs of New York was out of reach. Okay, I don't totally. I don't totally disagree. Okay, because he does feel like watching it at this time. He did well and probably previous times as well. He feels miscast. Um. There's some, some of it is just like, and this, this is a bullshit criticism because it's nobody's fault. And it's probably my own thing. He f- just feels so young to yeah, me. Yeah. I think that was a problem with him for a while. Yeah. He was so boyish that people had a hard time, I think, buying him in like man roles. Right. So like second half of the movie when he's leading right. you know, dead rabbits, I'm very, um. yeah, it does feel like a boy a boy leading which right. you know again back then from all I know it was like sure boy yeah leading, right, right 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 um but yeah but no I I totally agree I'm a big big Leonardo DiCaprio fan but he, and, and I don't think he's bad in the movie I, I don't either I just don't think he's there mm-hmm. like it doesn't quite get there and part of it is I don't think he like nails the accent so interesting thing I read like the accent so they had they're uh, very concerned about getting accents correct. Of course, and, and they they wanted so so they had like an accent um, expert, I guess, on sure. the set. And his thing with Leo was he's was born in Ireland, but he spent sixteen years or whatever in the United States. Right. Um, that he wanted his accent to be like really like a mix of American okay. and Irish, so he wouldn't so he wouldn't have a heavy got it he wouldn't have a heavy accent. Maybe okay. it's making excuses. But, but but I think that was the point. Like he wasn't supposed to he, he was supposed to maybe I don't know if it's okay. slipping and out of, but that, and that's interesting. I don't know. That's one of those things that's like hard to communicate. You right I think. does that come across. Um and, you know, the part of the problem is like Everybody's talking in these like goofy fake Irish accents, <laughs> right. except for Brendan Gleason. And every time he's on screen, you're just like, Oh, thank God, <laughs> the real deal is here finally. Um, but uh, well, okay, so let's let's pivot to Cameron Diaz. Who, Speaking who of am miscast, whom I love, as do I. And I think she's a really good actor. I think she has this run in the 90s in particular where she was doing, like, such interesting kind of indie movies. Um, She's really good in all of them. She's great in Vanilla Sky, which comes out, like, a year before this. Oh, yeah. Um, I think she's capable of real greatness. And I appreciate and admire her willingness to often take chances with her celebrity and her movie stardom. Because I think even to, like the counselor which she's done no favors in that movie because she ends up having to loop all of her dialogue. Did you know that she she did the whole thing with like a Portuguese accent or I I think I have that right. And they were like, Oh, it doesn't work. Loop all your dialogue with an Amer with your regular American accent. Um, So that doesn't help. But uh, it's another one. I think her and DiCaprio and I, fully understand why they want to work with Scorsese and I fully understand why he wants to work with them. And it's a smart move at this point in both of their careers. I just think it's a little out of reach for both of them. From what I gathered, and I don't know how accurate it is. I think uh, he, he had her thrust up upon him. Like Cameron Diaz was thrust oh, upon Scorsese. Oh, like a Weinstein yes. choice? Interesting. Like wanted a star. Because I think he had there, – there was, like, I think a laundry list of actresses who who auditioned, and he had uh, – God, I can't remember if he, like, had somebody specifically in mind, but I think Cameron Diaz wasn't at the top of his list. Okay. I don't think I'm misremembering that. Um, um, I'm looking up, like, the IMDb trivia to see. Sometimes they, they will post, like, other people considered for this role, and I just want to see if it's, like – right. Would they have been better? (laughs) We could play that game. Um, What do you think of uh, of uh, Scorsese's cameo? Oh, I I like anytime he makes (laughs) it's just so weird. It's super weird. Holy shit! Speaking of cameos, yeah, let's do it. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, okay. Cameo like so many of his movies for real. For real. What an egomaniac! I don't think I'm gonna watch his movies. (laughs) Oh, that backfire. <laughs> uh, where is the trivia? I just want the trivia, you sons of bitches. Oh, there's like way too much here. Um I'm gonna find it. Okay, thanks. It's a vamp. Uh yeah. Um The supporting players are good, but again, it's like John C. Riley, he's great, he has an interesting face and he but he's doing oita to toy to right. toy toy you know and it's uh liam neeson i guess is legit but he's dispatched yeah, I, in the opening minutes of the movie so that's a bummer there's obviously a, a, the elephant in the room that we have to talk about is daniel day lewis so i was very curious where you i feel like i know where you fall on this performance i'm gonna get out of the way yeah I'm, again established on basic af <laughs> i love daniel day lewis in this movie i can't decide how i feel about I, I, this i i enjoy him so much because i think he's enjoying uh i think he's enjoying himself so much i don't know if he's capable of enjoying himself. well all right as much as <laughs> no he right. can enjoy anything and i and i have a feeling i'm getting a lot of pushback from people listening but and from across this table uh no um for 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 enjoying his performance in this movie yeah, I, I think he's like, no, really I don't think so. I good. mean, he was nominated for Best Actor Oscar. He was celebrated. He won the Chicago Film Critics Association Award well, there you go. for Best Actor in 2002. Uh, I do have the list of. Let's people. hear it. Let's hear it. Better or worse than Cameron Diaz. These are all considered or auditioned for the role. OK. Uh, Christine Applegate. Worse. Kate Beckinsale. Laura worse. Laura Flynn Boyle. Worse. Jennifer Conley. Uh, probably worse. Kirsten Dunst maybe better. Liza definitely worse. Claire, Claire Forlani. Oh, Claire Forlani. Um, Anna Friel. Uh, okay, I mean, she's Br- like actually Irish. Oh, yeah, he- uh, Heather Graham. She did it in uh what was the fucking Jack the Ripper movie? Oh, uh from hell. From hell. Um, um she played like an Irish prostitute in that, that movie, is, didn't right. she? Yeah. Or uh, was she cockney? I can't remember. Oh, probably cockney. Okay. Uh Bryce Dallas Howard, better. We love Kid Hudson. No. Alyssa Milano. What? Britney. This Britney. This I don't know. I'm just reading on 5 to No one true. in 2020, in 2002 was like, let's get Samantha in the new Scorsese. Scorsese loved Who's the Boss? <laughs> he was a huge fan of oh, sexual tension. He was a big fan between of. Angela no, Angela and em- Tony. <laughs> it was Embrace the Vampire that he saw. <laughs> well, I was like, get Who me among me. us <laughs> didn't Listen. enjoy Embrace of the Vampire? Um. Just mentioning Brace of the Vampire, I totally like went cross eyed and I don't I lost her eye. <laughs> Brittany Murphy. Better. Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, Brittany Murphy is the answer. Okay. Gwyneth Paltrow probably would have been good, but Gwyneth Paltrow feels like um she's a really good actor, but she feels like some Yale student who's slumming it as yeah. this Irish prostitute. Brittany Murphy is yeah. genuinely unhinged. That is yeah, you're right. I mean I could I could stop there if you want. There's more. No, keep going. Natalie Portman. So everyone, Monica Potter, right, <laughs> Christina Ricci, Winona Ryder, Alicia Silverstone, what? Vanessa Shaw, <laughs> Mina Savari and Sarah Michelle Gellar. So everyone were basically were all considered or auditioned right for the role of Gia. If Everton. you were a female actor in the year 2000 when they started shooting this, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, then you were considered for the role of what's her name? Uh uh, Everdeen Jenny Jenny Everdeen How could I forget Jenny Everdeen <laughs> It's oh. embarrassing Yeah there's I mean we could spend a whole Like there's Somewhere in here They talk You Talk about like when he Wanted to make this movie Back in the day It was, it was like He wanted uh, Like in the 70s Yeah like Dan, I kind of wish he had made this movie In the 70s He wanted Dan Aykroyd and, uh John Belushi quite, Again According <laughs> <quite an> to IMDb <laughs> trivia <laughs> like, uh, sorry No <laughs> No. <laughs> what, 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 what about me? Um. God, yeah. I'm, Let's go over this I'm uh, the head of the five points. I'm Dan Aykroyd. Just call me Bill the Butcher. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, I do a mean Aykroyd. Yeah, you do. Uh, I mean Aykroyd's a good actor, but like, okay. what are we talking about? He, there's no way he wanted. <laughs> the two of them for his hundred million dollar historical drama um and uh de niro at one point of course well yeah, yeah. I, de niro you know i guess was too old to play bill the butcher uh, by 2000 because he's supposed to be 47 right um i i cannot decide how i feel about daniel Day lewis because he's obviously entertaining but like in this of, movie or in general Specifically in this movie. Got it, got it. it. I mean, he's always, like, good, in air quotes, you know? But, like, um, I think he's so big in this movie. He's so big, which is why, again, I I could see people pushing back. It becomes a thing unto itself. He's not vibing with the rest of the movie. And part of that is, as we already established, that DiCaprio and Cameron Diaz, who sort of complete the triangle, are... Working overtime to keep up, especially because of who he is and what he's doing in this movie. And I just feel like there's no consideration for them as performers that he's just like, fuck you. This is what I'm doing. And whether or not it serves the movie, it's going to serve me. And I don't I don't love that. Okay. And this was the first time that his performance bothered me. Oh, Because uh, okay. when I saw this in 2002 I think I was like Oh he's a great villain and he is I mean he's he is. over the top and crazy And whatever um, But I was more bothered by it This time than I ever have been Okay I don't Th- know I'm, I'm And yet worried. he's one of the reasons to watch the movie Yeah like, so, He's so entertaining He is He um, is Yeah uh, what else? The sets are amazing. Sets are Costumes amazing. Costumes are amazing. Dante Ferretti. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like a story that George Lucas came and visited Scorsese on the set and I was like, "You know, we could do this on a computer, right?" And I'm, <laughs> God bless so Scorsese for being like, uh, "George, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Not on this picture." <laughs> uh, you know what? If Henry Thomas was a CG rabbit. These are people in a gang? (laughs) Those of you who came to this podcast because you wanted to hear us talk about gangs of New York, yes, I'm still making Jar Jar Binks jokes in the year 2023. Uh, I do not have a problem with Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) I don't care about Jar Jar Binks at all. No, but it's it's the (laughs) go-to impression in voice. Yes. (laughs) Uh, and, and again, Lucas, you know, was almost ahead of his time. He just was beaten one year earlier by Stephen Hopkins with blarp in lost in space. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Somebody, uh, Vern, who has a previous guest on this podcast pointed out on Twitter last week, the difference between fast and furious and fast X is the same as the difference between star Wars and phantom menace. Nope. Nope. I don't want to. <laughs> what? That's what? That seems, They've been making seems, Fast and Furious movies for 22 years. Wow. The difference is wow, wow, they put wow, one wow, out wow, every wow. few years. I guess. And for us growing up, there was no Star Wars. Like, And yet there was because like, we went 16 years without Star Wars. But it felt like our whole lifetime yeah, that's wild when you had put no it like Star Wars. That. Yeah, for but sure. But between Jedi and Phantom Menace is 16 years. That's wow. Wow! 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 Which is about the length of time it took Martin Scorsese to make *Gangs of New York*. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, twenty-two years. We've been making *Fast and Furious* <laughs> movies. Have you seen *Fast X*? No. Are you gonna see *Fast X? I mean, yeah. Did you see *Fast I've nine. seen all oh, the first nine. Yeah, okay. but I didn't like it. No, it's not good. So, and I, and you know me, I love Momoa. So I do. you, wanna... may, you may really like this movie. Hey, hey, Momoa is doing – he's doing – he's got real build the Butcher energy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to entertain myself whether or not – and, you know, in Fast X, it's, it's not even Mo- – I can't blame Momoa because Vin Diesel could maybe do some stuff to complement that energy but chooses not to because he has to – Right. Vin got a Vin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think I, I, Daniel Day-Lewis is a good enough actor that I think he could have calibrated his performance Okay, that's fair. a little bit uh, to suit the movie that was being made. Sure, that's fair. A little more. But does the responsibility fall on him, do you think? Or do you think it falls on Scorsese? No, it's probably ultimately Scorsese, who yeah. probably should have watched the dailies and been like, I need you to tweak some things and I need you to be a little less, you know. Big boy caprice and uh <laughs> a little more <laughs> he's doing a little big boy caprice yeah. he is, but he basically gives this performance a few years yeah. later, and there will be blood, and it's like amazing, yeah, right, so i, I this was his okay. John Houston period, right where <laughs> just every performance he <laughs> gave was just doing John Houston's voice. Uh, <laughs> But uh, And then he does Lincoln, and then he drops the mic, right? Is he done? Yeah, I think so. I think he's retired, right? Yeah. Or he's just studying to play a retired person. (laughs) He's going to come out of retirement to play a retired character. In our Hitchcock movie that we're working on. (laughs) I spent 15 years working on learning what it meant to be retired. He's very British and very soft-spoken. That's very... I remember Paul Thomas Anderson telling a story that like when he was making, um, I'm sure it was There Will Be Blood, that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis would come to set being like, did you watch last night's episode of Naked and Afraid? And he's like, what? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That makes me like him, right?
0: Isn't that amazing? Not that I've ever seen that show, but I love the idea of Daniel Day-Lewis watching a (laughs) shitty reality show. excitedly coming to set. Right. I'm sure in character. Talking about Nick. I remember Paul Thomas Anderson around the time of Magnolia. There was like a Rolling Stone interview with him, and like, A, I'm pretty sure he wished testicular cancer on David Fincher. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because there were all these jokes about it in Fight Club and. Oh, okay. I think his father had recently died of cancer and he made a movie about it. And he was just like, fuck that guy. I'm sure they've made amends by now. They've run into each other at parties and (laughs) I'm guessing it's not awkward. Um, But at the time, so this is 99. He's like, are you aware of Adam Sandler? Like really aware of what Adam Sandler is doing? And I was like, this is fascinating. The guy who made Boogie Nights and Magnolia is obsessed with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, and then of That's, course I they love, make punch struggle I together. I love stories like that. Yeah. I love stories about like somebody seeing something in someone yes. that no one else has seen and yeah. bringing that out. That's awesome. And writing a movie around yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. Like I'm so glad, even if are you a licorice pizza fan? I am a licorice pizza okay. fan. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a huge licorice pizza yeah. fan, and I'm just I'm just glad that like I was worried for a time that Paul Thomas Anderson was only going to make a certain kind of movie for the rest of his career. Speaking of which, it wasn't Lincoln. No, it was, it was fucking Phantom Thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he's so good in. So good. Yeah. I, I actually really like that movie. It's uh, incredible. Yeah. The only Paul Thomas Anderson movie I haven't come around to fully is Inherent Vice. Yeah, I, I was going to say we have the yeah. same one. Yeah. yeah. Which it's not bad. I, I've only seen it once. Me too. Nope, I've seen it twice. Okay. And both times I was like, eh, it's not that's not connecting with yeah, me for some reason. Right. But that was the one. Like that – and The Master is super good, but I don't ever feel like watching The Master. But there was this period where I was like, oh, I'm falling out of love with Paul Thomas Anderson because he's turning into Radiohead and <laughs> he's making a kind of music that I'm not into anymore. Got it. Um, but Licorice Pizza kind of brought back the – the Paul Thomas Anderson that I fell yeah. in love with originally. I saw the master only once when with you. At yeah, the yeah, music yeah. yeah, yeah. When I got uh, yelled at by a local critic. Remember that story? No. Remember not yelled at, but remember uh, a. I'm not going to say who it is, but oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm dying to know. You, you we've we've talked about this a few times that somebody a, a local critic mentioned something about that screening. Oh, and I was like, cool. Yes. And I said, "Is yes. Paul Tom Anderson going to be in attendance?" I and know he said, exactly. If what that's you said. all you care about, then just stay home. And I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit, that's not all I care about." And it was. Yet, yeah, it is all you cared about. Yeah, I mean, it was. The yeah, only for sure, I was wasn't going to tell. Supposedly, he was then, there in attendance. There's like pictures of him mm-hmm. in the booth, but he didn't come out and introduce right. it. Exactly. Which was because he heard I was time. there. Yeah, because he was like, like, well, like "If that's that all you're here for, got it." that He was also supposed to be at my screening of Punch Drunk Love, and he canceled last minute. Oh, that's a bummer. Not cool. No. Not cool, my man. Not cool, PTA. Never actually seen him talk live, but I love him. I just had this conversation with with Christy that I've sort of given up the idea that I'm ever going to meet Martin Scorsese, but I I just want to be... What if he hears this podcast? I mean, I'm sure he. What will. if he hears you call it his worst movie? Oh no! <laughs> what did you do to me? <laughs> I never actually said that. You walked right into my trap. <laughs> um, I say I just want to be like in the same room to hear him, sure talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm holding. I think I've talked about it on this podcast that I've kind. So I'm always like when he has a movie coming out, I'm always paying attention to the Chicago Film Festival because he premiered Who's That Knocking at My Door at the right. Chicago Film Festival, right? And they've never given him. He's never been like an opening night movie. They've never they haven't given him an award or anything. So this was, again. I apologize. I'm sure I told this on the podcast before, but if it's your first time listening, this is new to you. So this is this is for you. But I like someone did a podcast on gigs in New York. <laughs> That's literally my favorite movie. Pressing play and <laughs> and this weirdo showing his eleven year old screams logging into iTunes to leave my one star review. And that was mia <laughs> um but it, so it was it wasn't the Irishman. i did go to, it, it was at the the irishman had a big screening at the chicago international film festival yeah. and i went like just praying he was going to be there yeah, but right. that the la premiere was that night but it was like a few years prior um he maybe a silence in fact he was he had a movie that was coming out so i just fucking contacted the chicago international film festival and was like Hey, I just sort of want to get ahead of this. Like, are you guys, you know, I know his movie. I'm like trying to plant these seeds for them. I'm like, he had his movie first movie premiere there. Will you guys like have a screening of of this movie, and maybe he would be in attendance or something? They immediately forwarded your email to the local Chicago (laughs) film critic, who was like, "This guy again, (laughs) this star fucker." (laughs) They wrote back saying are you with Mr. Scorsese's team? <laughs> and I said, no, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I should have. And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just a weirdo <laughs> fan. And they never responded. <laughs> so, but this year, yeah. when the trailer premiered for... Which I haven't watched yet. Oh, I, the not- I, I understand I watched trailers. Yeah. Uh, Why? Boy, oh boy. Right. Uh, when that trailer premiered, the Chicago Film Festival retweeted it and said, you know, hey, a little bit of trivia. Martin Scorsese's first film, like motherfucker, oh, fuck. probably didn't know that till I creepily sure. emailed you. <laughs> A member of Scorsese's team right. informed them. Right. So yeah, so I was telling Christy the other day, like, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but <laughs> it comes out in it comes out in October, and that's when right. the film festival is. Right. This could be my year. But you'll be at Music Box of Horrors <laughs> that night. <laughs> I will. With With Mia, we gotta be watching like- Casper on 35 millimeter. <laughs> right. The way it was meant to be seen. Uh, so this might be my year just keep your fingers crossed guys can i those of you listening uh who wanted to hear a show about gangs in new york uh i just need to have a quick side (laughs) conversation with mike um you're a fan of like hey they're showing this in 35 millimeter yeah 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 when it's a movie that was like shot and projected digitally like they just did their zemeckis series and our friend our mutual friend mike Schindler was like they're showing flight in 35 millimeter but that was shot and projected digitally so why 35 for that movie does that Death. draw you to it or no. repel you from it i maybe neither okay it wouldn't it wouldn't repel me but no i'm not but i get that yeah I wouldn't you're just, not like, like okay I shit i gotta go see it in 35 no okay i don't think no would yeah. you no yeah not yeah. at all okay no i I get a kick out of like my favorite is the one they have, like like that screening we again, I think it was a music box Massacre of Halloween that was like that shit print, yeah, that was bad. Of Halloween, yeah. but like I love that, oh really, yeah, okay, I do there there's something i I don't want that with every don't get me wrong, like every fucking repertory screening, I don't need like <laughs> right, right, you right. know. um, I don't need a shit screen, but every once in a while I love like when you go to the New Beverly, are the prints usually pretty good? Yes, we okay. we went. Um, well, I've only been I've only seen a couple movies there. The last one we saw was Tarantino's print of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, nice! That was from, you know, nineteen eighty. Okay, right, eighty one. Yeah. Um, so it was did pretty. You get bored and had to walk around. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. No, I did not. Um, no, but I was super distracted because there was this dude who showed up. So it's so like that screening was sold sold out sure and this guy showed up dressed like Indiana Jones of late and just kept walking up and down the aisles trying to find a seat and it was like I mean that's distracting anyway yeah but the dude had a whip and everything <laughs> and like I'm just like Jesus somebody move over from fucking Indiana Jones <laughs> what are we doing do you think the fact that it was Tarantino's print is part of the reason it sold out uh, no because I don't think that was advertise advertised that. not Get until it. they okay. like, spoke beforehand okay Cause I just um, feel like if they did a rep screening of Rage of the Lost Ark here, yeah. it wouldn't sell out. Well, it depends. Like they just did it at Elk Grove and it sold out. Yeah. Um, no, it I was don't. not advertised as his, okay. as his, print. Okay. it was just what they said beforehand. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah. How was that print? It was like, you could tell it was an older print, I okay. guess, which is what I was, yeah. where I was getting at, but it's still like, it still looked good. Okay. Um, yeah, that screen was packed and star-studded. I think I told you. Really? Yeah. Bob, who all? Bobby Cannavale was there. And sure. Paul Sheer. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was fun because like I didn't. I was excited for my wife and kids that there were like celebrities. Sure. There because I think they were, did. They know who the celebrities were. They got to get well. Not Bobby Cannavale. Oh no, he's, he's in, in aliens. He's in. He's in Jumanji. He is. Yeah. Isn't he like the bad guy in the first? not Jumanji. He might be. I saw that movie once. Okay. Then. But he's in Ant-Man. Uh, yeah. Chrissy loves Ant-Man. Marvel movies. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a fan. She yeah. was a fan. Did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire? Speaking of Scorsese, I'm never bringing once. it back. Yeah, you are. Thank you. God. Uh, it. It's good. And he's in that. Yeah, that's no, I never check. saw it. Never saw one episode. Never <laughs> seen good. an episode of Succession either. Uh, neither
1: Yeah. have I. Did but did it just ended.
0: It? Yes. So I'm trying to avoid it cuz I would like to watch it. Yeah, I think we're going to start it just to have something to watch cuz we got nothing else going right now. <laughs> cuz we have well we have never naked and afraid. <laughs> right, naked and afraid. Did you Which watch I, I hear good things. Did you watch Barry? Not yet. Oh, okay. We're like only two episodes into the most recent season. Okay. okay. But I love that show. I love that show. Yeah. It's super good. It's so good. Yeah. Gangs of New York mm-hmm. is maybe Scorsese's worst movie. <laughs> Again, that was Patrick saying that, <laughs> Mr. Scorsese. I... Now he's not going to bring Killers in the Flower Moon to Chicago. Email them as one of his representatives. He <laughs> will. I really dropped the ball on that. I've been in touch with them before. I, <laughs> I have. I'm flagged now. I'm fucked.
1: Uh, oh, do man, we have I anything else to say this about tone. this movie?
0: Uh, no, I re- I really do like. I really do enjoy it. Did you make a ten it. best list in two thousand two? and was this movie on I'm head? sure I did okay. but I'm like you I don't remember Come on miss I don't How dare you I know I wanted this movie to be on my list in 2002 but it was not No What no. was your number 1 do you know Of 2002 Not off the top of my head Adaptation did that come out in 2002 Sounds about right Okay I really like that movie Then it would probably be Adaptation I'm looking it up I wish I still had those I used to make those lists 2002 baby yeah that was my one okay i don't know if it still would be erica and i did it a couple years ago we dropped the ball and we yeah. haven't done one of those in a while we right. are due to do like 2005 and we haven't it's been like two years since we did one what uh did you say it's been a while <laughs> it's the thing is it's uh it's been a while um anyway thank you guys for listening to this episode uh, make sure you get in on the June Junesploitation fun starting tomorrow, June 1st, running through June 30th. A new theme every day, a new reason to watch, a new movie, a familiar favorite, or something in between. <laughs> <laughs> plan uh, it, don't plan it. Yeah. Whatever. Don't get all fucking stressed out yeah. like Mike does. Yeah, oh my God. He's just a ball of anxiety just, because of June's platation. He's. What am I gonna watch on Fulci Day? I've seen Enigma. Uh, oh, maybe uh, Enigma. <laughs> have you seen Enigma? No, but I haven't. It's got Death by Snails. No, nope. it's it's. We talk all the time about our our director Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, and I can't decide if Fulchi is on mine or not. He really shouldn't be. But he's a guy. The metric that we kind of decided on was like, do you ever do you love a movie just because Mm -hmm. this person made it? Right. And Fulci's kind of like that for me. Whereas, like, I'm trying to think of who else is on my. I mean, it's Toby Hooper. It's I have too many. Like, yeah, that's Toby Hooper, George Romero, Tarantino, Joe Dante, Brian De Palma. All white men, you know, know. like, good job, same. me. I'm the same way. Uh, and then uh, Fulci's, like, on the bubble. Yeah. I get it. I, I If you asked me to name your Mount oh, Rushmore, I think I would have put Fulci on there. Okay. What's yours looking like these days? <sighs> Hitchcock, Obvi. I mean, obviously. So yeah. it, starts, <laughs> it starts and ends with it, him, really. You just put him up there four times. Because he did make North by Northwest, Scorsese, has Mount Rushmore in it. Scorsese, the director of Gangs in New York, the director of Gangs in New York, maybe his worst movie <laughs> or one of his best. Again, that's I don't Patrick know. Patrick, probably. Uh, it's Scorsese and Tarantino, um, Carpenter, Carpenter, okay. and then I said Guillermo oh, Del yeah, Toro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think star of Barry, star of Barry. I haven't gotten to his cameo yet, but I know. I, th- I think it's the next episode. Yeah, for it is. You. It is. Um, yeah, no, he's up there. I love the Coen okay. brothers. I, love, I don't know. That fourth spot, I feel like, is this... Just- it's impossible to decide on, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like when you're trying to pick your five favorite movies and you're like, I can do four, right. but I can't settle on number five because mm-hmm. there's eight choices for number five. Mm-hmm. Thank you for understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go to FThisMovie.com every day for the June-sploitation bullshit and uh, email us at FThisMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash FThisMovie. We just dropped an episode this week. Uh, all about getting ready for Junesploitation. I'm about due to post my discoveries list for May. It's going to be some, uh, just give you a preview of what's going to be on there. Some Tom Berenger. All right. Some Jerry Lewis. That's it. Just those two. Okay. They never made a movie together, (laughs) but it's never too late. We were robbed. Oh, (laughs) I'm adding them to our script. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thank you.